Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Five Bytes Podcast. I'm your host, Rory Monahan. The podcast is brought to you by Goliath Technologies and Liquidware, two companies who have supported me and many others in the community. If you enjoy the podcast each week, you have them to thank. And now some news. Unfortunately, I have to report some truly terrible news this week. Stephanie Roper, who helped lead the very successful Citrix user group community and the Citrix Technology Advocate programs, passed away unexpectedly. I was honored and fortunate enough to be selected as a CTA in its first year. Stephanie had an amazing energy and was always so nice, organized, and helpful. Though I and others may know Stephanie through her roles as a community leader, Stephanie was also very technical with over 1,400 posts on the Citrix forums. My thoughts are with Stephanie's family, including her husband and two young sons. Often in tech, there is an air of negativity and snarkiness, but this incredible community really steps up in times of tragedy. A GoFundMe was set up for a memorial fund in Stephanie's name, It had originally set a goal of $5,000. That has been upped multiple times as it has smashed through those goals. The donations currently stand at $10,333. If you've benefited from the CUGC, CTA, or CTP programs, I encourage you to donate if you can. If you haven't been in those programs before, but have a big heart and want to help, you're awesome. I'll include a link to the GoFundMe page with this episode, which is episode 54, on 5bytespodcast.com under reference links. Rest in peace, Stephanie, and thanks so much for everything. Citrix Summit was held this week, which I can only imagine was difficult for many Citrites and community members. While I'm sure there was plenty of news from the event, the summit is strictly NDA. If you look on Twitter and even on some techie blogs and tech news sites, you'll see some nuggets of info out there. Some are even masquerading old stories as new for some reason. I'm not sure what's up with that. Clickbait, I guess. As it was NDA, I will respect that and not cover any of the news and rumors. But I will say congratulations to Zentegra, who won Partner of the Year in the Americas for 2019. I've had the pleasure of working with Mark and Andy a little bit. I was delighted to see them pick up an award. You may recall... I mentioned the Voting for the Innovation Award last week. DXE Technology picked up that coveted award and title. Congrats, DXE, bringing home the award to Sweden. Congrats go to all of those who were nominated, because making the list itself is a big accomplishment. There was huge news from GitHub. There is now unlimited free private repositories available and a simpler unified enterprise offering. The free private repositories are unlimited and can be used by up to three collaborators per repo. The unified enterprise offering with GitHub Enterprise meets the need for those who want the flexibility of GitHub in the cloud and their own self-hosted configuration. Now it's possible to access both at a one per seat price. I saw a pretty funny tweet during the week that said, Microsoft is destroying GitHub by ERM reads news. Um, giving unlimited free private repositories. I'm sure many will still find a way to poo-poo on this, but at least on the surface, to me, it seems pretty cool. Microsoft published a couple of documents detailing how government agencies can use Office 365 security and compliance settings to ensure they meet their regulatory requirements. 
If you work for a government and want to learn more about this, check out the resource links on 5bytespodcast.com for this episode, as I said before, episode 54. Michael Mardell on Twitter showed a quick demo of Microsoft's new fast sign-in option on shared PCs running the latest Windows 10 Insider build. If you're listening to the audio-only version of the podcast and would like to check this out, you can find a quick demo on the YouTube edition. Essentially, as Michael explains, there's no more loading screen showing, please wait while we set up your profile. It quickly pops a welcome screen and then just logs in. This would be very welcome in healthcare and anywhere with kiosks and shared PCs. Microsoft have continued their recent poor run of form for Windows updates, breaking things. So first up, if you have encountered the following error, system error six has occurred. This is likely due to an NTLM issue when trying to access an SMB share on Windows 7 or Windows Server 2008 R2 that has KB4480970R KB4480960 installed. If you use Kerberos authentication, you should not face this issue. As Ned Pyle on Twitter suggests, you also should not face this issue if your account is not a local administrator on the SMB host. Ned's recommended workarounds include run a later operating system as an SMB host, don't be a member of local administrators group on the host, don't use IP addresses to connect to that host when you're a domain user. He also suggests but does not recommend that you could uninstall the hotfix or tinker with UAC token filters. HowToGeek.com reported on another doozy of an issue related to patches, this time KB4480870 and KB4480960, which appear to get installed as part of KB971033 rollup. The issue being caused is on Windows 7 machines they use KMS for licensing of Windows. When the Windows 7 desktops check in with KMS, it blacklists them and they return a not genuine message, which can be pretty alarming for admins and users alike. Microsoft have provided a support article showing how to remove the patch and force a reactivation. HowToGeek.com also report the possibility of problems remoting to Windows 7 PCs and Server 2008 R2 when using a local user account who is part of the local administrators group. The only workaround offered for this is to use a domain or local account which is not in the local admin group. The VMware vExpert 2019 applications are now open. If you are active in the community, I strongly suggest you submit your contributions and join this excellent program. HowToGeek.com has reported that in the future, Microsoft may reserve up to 7 gigs of storage on Windows 10 for handling updates. This is to address issues with users' drives being out of space when Windows updates attempt to download. The reservation in future could help ensure all machines can continue to patch successfully. Anand Oswal, Senior VP of Engineering in Cisco's Enterprise Business, suggests five technologies that will change networking in 2019. I thought it was a pretty interesting article. These include Wi-Fi 6, which is an upgrade on the current highest speed Wi-Fi protocol, which brings dramatic improvement in efficiency across all existing Wi-Fi bands. Rollout of Wi-Fi 6 should begin this year. He also discussed 5G, which is on its way, and has been suggested this will be a convenient option as a WAN connection for branch offices and may have the kind of performance that could compete with wired connections, which is pretty cool. That rollout of this will take 
many years, but there are already some large enterprise organizations vying to implement their own private 5G networks right away. SD-WAN is another big one. SD-WAN allows networks to route traffic based on centrally managed roles and rules no matter what the entry and exit points of the traffic is and with full security. A big reason for the emergence of SD-WAN in enterprise will be the movement to more web-based SaaS applications. SD-WAN fits the modern enterprise environment better than outdated networking models. For example, if a user in a branch office is working on Office 365, SD-WAN can route their traffic directly to the closest cloud data center for that app, improving network responsiveness for the user and lowering bandwidth costs for the business. That may sound familiar because I've covered SD-WAN and similar types of technologies over the last year on the podcast. I don't want to give away too much of this article. It's really interesting and you should check it out for yourself. But the two remaining technologies include digitized spaces, which frankly sounds like it would be more appealing to those in retail and maybe service industries than most enterprise organizations. And also machine learning, which is kind of a catch-all. I agree that machine learning is going to grow and grow. I was at a really great conference called Atlantech in Galway, Ireland. And I was at a Microsoft session on machine learning. And they were going through some of the practical applications of how they applied it for their own customers. 5G is something that was already big talk last year with some big hotel chains already trying to get 5G implemented in certain test scenarios to see if they could replace their guest Wi-Fi with 5G. But as Anand suggests, the rollout of 5G is going to be pretty slow. So I think Wi-Fi 6 may have greater play in the short term than 5G, at least for home users. If you haven't installed an MSIX package yet on Windows 10 and you'd like to try, there's an app in the Windows 10 store now that is in the MSIX format. It's TMNet Sim, all one word by Tim Mangan. If you're curious, check it out. It's a free app and you'll be able to tell all your friends you installed one of the first MSIX apps in the store. Congrats to Jacob Wilson, who won my first ever fantasy NFL season. Jacob also won the best team name, which was selected by some of you via a survey monkey a few months ago. So he's a double winner. The winner of the league gets a jersey of his or her choice. If you play fantasy sports, be sure to keep listening to the podcast as I'm sure I'll hold some leagues again next season. And now for this week's hot jobs. I said I wasn't going to do a hot job segment unless it was for a remote work opportunity. Upon announcing that in the last episode, somebody who listens to the show and who worked for a company with an open position that I mentioned told me that I should reconsider and not scrap this segment. I'm still on the fence about it, but for now, I'm going to hold true to my word. This week, I have another list of companies offering remote work. This time, it's a Google Doc spreadsheet. This spreadsheet includes 900 plus different startups. Honestly, there's a lot of overlap with this list and the other list that I mentioned last week, but this spreadsheet format may be more useful to you. If you feel strongly that I should continue to do the hot job segment, please reach out and let me know. Uh, I might put up a quick snap poll on Twitter as well. If there isn't a sizable opinion one way or the other, I'm probably just going to continue and just scrap it. 
And now for this episode, scripts, tricks, and tips. I'm a sucker for really good-looking dashboards and reports. This week's tip is to check out Jose Rodriguez's slick-looking dashboards that can quickly show you the health of your SCCM environment. I featured a purely Power BI-driven dashboard for SCCM before. It appears these dashboards can be generated using SQL reporting services or Power BI, so you can select one, one or the other. If you follow 5Bytes Podcast Twitter account, you'll probably notice some differences. I'm going to try and get a little more active on social media with the podcast accounts. I'm also going to change up some of the graphics and different things about the podcast like I said I would last week. Also, keep an eye out for upcoming vlogs that I'll post on the YouTube page. So if you're not following the YouTube channel, make sure to go there, subscribe, and turn on notifications. That's it for another week. As always, thank you so much for listening.